Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that don't know, I'm a Reiki master teacher and a shamanic practitioner. I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. The work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, sacred union work, uh, intuitive healing and coaching, so bespoke sessions, and some new work that is focused on abundance and calling in your rightful abundant energies to uh, assist you and align with at this time. The website again is sacredspacehealing.org. So today's podcast is looking at the idea that it's okay to do nothing. So uh, depending when you might hear this podcast, at the moment it's March 2020 and we are in the midst of lockdown pretty much throughout the world to uh, stem the spread of a virus um, that is affecting many people's lives. And one of the interesting things that I've noticed that we've been here in the UK, we've probably been in lockdown just over a week. Um, yeah, maybe just just over a week, maybe coming up to 10 days. And within a few days of lockdown being announced, the internet went insane. Social media went nuts with all kinds of things that have sprung up that are online adventures. So most yoga teachers and um, people that were doing classes, for example, uh, in the physical world, transferred online. And similarly, a lot of businesses transferred online. Um, those that could, those that couldn't have had to stop. Uh, a lot of artists, creatives, poets, actors, writers, um, producers, casting directors have all transferred online. Um, so it's been kind of crazy making because any time you go on social media, there's someone who's trying to plug something, whether it's a class or a, a thing that they're doing or something. And it's interesting because I think what it creates in people, this this period that we're in, is is quite a few things. So I think for some people, there's this desire to create and to get out there. So get that camera on me. I need to connect to the world. I need the world to see me. And um, I remember reading somewhere years ago, we photograph that which we fear to lose. And it was actually quite interesting to hear that phrase in regards to selfies and this obsession that we have with taking photos of ourselves and our food and what we're wearing on our feet. And it, it kind of has always made me feel that this desire to constantly be photographing ourselves is because we fear that we are losing ourselves. You know, we fear that we are getting more and more disconnected from ourselves. And it's one of the main things that clients often say to me is that they feel disconnected from who they are. And so part of photographing ourselves or our lives is that we have some kind of record that we can refer back to and go oh I was really happy there or I looked like that there or look at me with all my friends or whatever it is right so I think part of the drive to get out there and to be seen is to validate our existence in uh, in the shadow of an illness that that is people feel and fear is going to take their lives 
So in, in the shadow of a real threat, we want to affirm that we are alive and that we have something to contribute to the world. So that's one of the reasons why there's such a desire to create and put out in the world. And then I think the other reason is, you know, our desire for connection, our desire to connect to others, to feel that we're not alone, to feel that there are people who are out there that we can connect to, that, that we can have experiences with. And that's a very real desire also. And then I think for some people, there has been the opposite of that. So there's been a kind of a freeze, a sort of a panic, a fear, a freeze, a trauma, a, tra a kind of traumatic response to what's happening, um, which is to do nothing, to even to find it even quite difficult to just function day to day, as in, for some people, survival at the moment is getting up in the morning, making sure that they have, you know, they eat during the day, that they get the basics that need doing done, and that they get a good night's sleep. Like, that's that's enough for them. And so I think what I want to say around all of that is that wherever you are, like, whatever camp you're in, whether you feel that you have to create or whether you feel that there is there is very little energy in you right now to be creating, that for all of us, I think it's worth just sitting with the notion that it's okay to do nothing, that sometimes it's okay to stop and be, and instead of doing, actually be. I think we have become a world, a society, societies obsessed with doing and creating. And, it, and in many ways, that's the imbalance of the yin-yang of the masculine feminine energies is that we've got so locked into the masculine of the thrust, of the push, of the, the, the domination, the getting out there and making it happen, that we've forgotten the more feminine energies to be receptive, to be still, to stop, to pause, to receive. And that in nature, in the ecosystem, in the natural world, there are times of creation and there are times of stasis, there are times of death. So we don't always have summer. You know, the planet isn't always blooming. We don't always have fruit falling off the trees and the sun always shining. We have times, we have seasons of death, of, um, of, a, of a slowing down like autumn. Um, for many many places in the world, autumn is a time of the year when things slow down, the leaves fall off the tree, um, the trees, and and it's at the beginning of a slowing down, and then we come into winter and we come into hibernation. Now, the animal kingdom is the same. You don't get animals running around all the time, 365 days of the year. Well, they go into hibernation for a period of the year in order to sleep, rest, gather, nourish themselves. They go deep into the earth and they, they, they replenish themselves. And we have forgotten, because we are so disconnected from our planet, from the seasons, from um, the natural order of things, we have forgotten that, that we have that within us also, that there are times for great creation and push and, and conquering and getting out there and doing, and that there are also times for great stillness and receptiveness and quiet and sleep and rest and gathering. Of ourselves and so one of the ways of looking at what's happening right now is that as a society as a world we were in overdrive we have been over consuming for so long 
and running on empty. You know, the majority of my clients come to me running on empty. They're exhausted. And I remember doing a podcast about this a couple of years ago based on the experiences that I had been witnessing with clients, but also that I'd witnessed in my own life of women who were just burnt out. They were kind of in overdrive, having to keep up with this frenetic pace where we are all expected to be constantly creating and doing and making and partying and and uh, being active and that the other aspects of our personalities of ourselves of um, the natural order of things of staying being still of stopping of um, the quieter pursuits are not really respected in our society and so we saw a world that was in overdrive in over consumption and that it's no real a surprise that we would get to this point where everything has to abruptly stop. And I think we can look at this time as a time of great trauma, a time of great loss, a, a time of great fear, a time of um, confusion and panic and everything needs to go online and I need to reconfigure my business and I need to get, you know, I need to get, I need to be reaching people, I need to be creating online, we, we can look at it in that way, or we can just look at it as a period of time that has been imposed on us, because we didn't hear the warnings for so long, we didn't heed the warnings that the planet has been giving us for so long, that we have been giving ourselves for so long, really, I mean, many, many people have been working on empty, on overdrive, on exhaustion, so we've got to this point where we have to stop, now we can continue to fight this, um, but all that will happen is we will still be pushed to the point where we have to stop. So what we see in this kind of, even in lockdown, even in the situation that we're in, we are still over-consuming. We are still pushing. So panic buying is a really good example of that. You know, there's there's no stocks anywhere. You can't get food deliveries. You can't go into shops and get food because people have over-consumed yet again. Whereas if we are in tune with with nature, in tune with ourselves, with our own cycles, we know that we need a small amount of food to sustain us and that when that food runs out, we can go out and get another small amount of food to sustain us. But what we've gotten so used to is surrounding ourselves with excess, which somehow makes us, we believe, will make us feel safer, but it does the very opposite. It has a domino effect. It creates more panic and more imbalance in the world. So we're in this period now where we are being forced to stop. Now we can fight that. We can continue panicking and buying and consuming and, you know, forcing ourselves to get online and do stuff and Instagramming and whatever. We can keep doing that. I'm not sure what it's going to achieve other than make things worse. Or we can really take this time to stop and use it mindfully so in this period, what can you do in order to really realign yourself with the truth of who you are? What in your life hasn't been serving you for a really long time? And that includes ways of being, ways of thinking, um, friendships, relationships, practices that you have with yourself. What's not been working for you? And what have you neglected for a really long time? I think for most people, the majority of people have probably neglected connection, whether it's with themselves or with others for a really long time or, or with the planet. And so how can you start to use this time mindfully? 
whether it's cooking really good food or it's meditating or doing yoga or journaling or finishing off that project you always wanted to do or painting or decorating or you know clearing your home doing some gardening being with the family being with the kids reaching out to loved ones what is it that you can start to do in this quiet time that is going to be nourishing for you because when the wheels start again and they will they will we won't stop indefinitely the wheels will start again whether it's in a month two months three months it will all kick start again and when it does there will be a frenzy of creation because we will have been waiting for so long to get out there and do stuff and you want to be match fit for that you want to be out there in the hustle but right now do you need to be out there in the hustle are you able to take this time to just rest to be, to have a lie-in, to eat really wholesome food, to uh, go through your emails and your text messages and maybe delete a few that you don't need to hold on to, to really reevaluate some of those relationships and friendships in your life. Are they working for you? You know, are these connections really good for you? I think this is an interesting time because it shows us where people are in terms of their frequencies and who you choose to align yourself with. Do you choose to align yourself with people that are in panic and fear? Do you choose to align yourself with people that are in you know, overdrive, wanting to create, wanting to put out? Do you choose to align yourself with people that are calmer? You know, where, did you, where are your allegiances? What feels comfortable? Because in many ways, you're not bound by anything at the moment if if you're working from home and you're not having to be in an office with people you're not having to be in certain environments you really can start to think about what kind of life you want to have on the other side of this as well as what you can do to contribute to the world to make it a better place you know what organizations can you get involved with how can you help others how can you create more community who are the disadvantaged in society that you could do more with you don't have to do it right now if you don't feel that they have the energy for it or the even foresight for it but there are seeds that you can plant in your own consciousness i think what we're seeing at the moment is how vulnerable certain sectors of society are so I have said this in emails to uh, those that I work with, just reaching out to them. But I say to you also that our most vulnerable are those with no roofs over their heads. So the homeless community is our most vulnerable. And those in abusive homes um, or relationships are our most vulnerable because they're in lockdown with their abusers. Now, these are the people that we need to be finding ways to assist and to reach out to so that were this situation to ever come about again, they would not be in such a predicament. There should be no one sleeping on the streets. And in, in indigenous communities, this doesn't happen. There should be no one so terrified for their life in an abusive home right now that they are experiencing the worst possible uh, situation for themselves right now. Like, that there should be resources available to people so that they can escape from these situations and were we to live in a community that looked out for each other people like this wouldn't fall under the radar we would know if our neighbor was in an abusive relationship or a friend or a, uh, a colleague or whoever 
And often we don't know because we live such disconnected lives. I think there is much food for thought in this time. It is a, a requirement almost to sit and meditate and to think on the way we want our lives to go and where we want our world to go and to start to really get clear on that and to start to vision it, to to put our energies towards that because for those of you that are already aligned with spiritual practices, you know that wherever you put your energy is what you create. So if you want to sit around, if people want to sit around and feed fear, we're just going to create more of that. But if we sit and we start to feed the kind of world that we want to have when we come out on the other side of this purge and this cleanse, then that's what we need to start feeding. Really consciously, that's what we need to start feeding. And none of this is to negate the real pain and the real suffering and the real fear that so many are going through. It's not to say that that's not valid or that they shouldn't be experiencing it or they shouldn't be ill. That's not any of what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that for those of you that have the luxury of not feeling ill, being ill, for those of you that have the luxury to listen to a podcast, to sit at home and have a cup of tea and um, have some time, you know, choose how you spend that time. I think for a lot of people there is panic about money and businesses, but there is nothing that can be done about that. You know, all of that has been on hold. The majority of people are in the same boat. The only people that are not in that boat are the elite. The elite who have stockpiled and have so much money that this won't even affect them. That they are able to give away hundreds of thousands of pounds to charity if they so choose because that's how loaded they really are. It's not going to affect them in any shape or form. They will be absolutely fine. It affects everyone else. And if you're not in the elite, then it will be affecting you. It will be affecting your your um, sense of security in the world, your home. You know, can you pay your mortgage? Can you pay your rent? Can you pay your bills? What's going to happen to your business if you're self-employed? What's going to happen to your company if you work for a company? And so on. But there's nothing that can be done about that right now. Literally, it's been taken out of our hands. So how can you grapple back control? I don't think you grapple back control by pushing and by putting more stuff out there. I think you gain control by realigning and getting really strong within yourself about who you are, what you want, and which direction you want to go in. And then when the wheels start turning again, really moving in that direction. So I think this can be a really powerful potent time of self-discovery it's an enforced vision quest you know it's an enforced retreat uh, often people go on vipassana and they talk about you know 10 days or longer of um, being in meditation and silent meditation it's an imposition of that and we can fight it we can fear it we can run from it or we can embrace it and i would urge you to embrace it um, if you do, if you, if you go on the website, sacredspacehealing.org, there are links that you can follow. So obviously there's the podcast channel, which has loads of content, but there's also the YouTube channel. And on there is a 21 day video series called 21 days to create a daily practice. Now, if you've never had a daily practice before, or if you struggle with one, that's a really good video series to follow. Uh, there are also meditations on the YouTube channel, but also on the website are the different bodies of work that I offer, if you feel that this is a time to dive into your healing, then then do check it out and you know feel free to drop us an email, amber at sacredspacehealing.org. Personally, I think this is a perfect time 
to invest in one's healing. You know, often the, the cry that I get from people is, oh, I don't have time, I've got to work, I've got to travel, I've got an assignment, I've got this, that, and the other to do. And now there's none of those excuses, right? We're all in lockdown, so there's no excuse for not reading that book or not doing that course or not working on our healing because we've got nothing else to do. So I think if you are able to, now is the most perfect time to invest, really invest in yourself in as many ways as you can. And when you come out the other side of this, you're going to be that much stronger to take on whatever the other side of this is going to look like. And collectively, if we vision something new, we can buffer the edges of it and actually make it a really powerful transition in the evolution and the humanity of our planet. The website, again, is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Wherever you are on your journey, I wish you much joy, love, peace and abundance and health. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.